Hi and welcome to the Mind Garden, the place where we plant a seed and something beautiful can grow. Today's podcast is all about a subject that will be close to many women's hearts, women of a certain age, and also many men, the menopause. Now I'm including men because if you're living with someone who's going through the menopause, you must be confused as hell because it's hard enough going through it. But when you live with someone, you probably don't understand what's happening to them. So I hope you find this podcast beneficial. Now, if you're a woman going through the menopause, you'll know all the different stages and it's something that we dread, isn't it? When we're going through our lives and people say, oh, you'll know about it when you get to the menopause. And it brings with it a lot of baggage, doesn't it, the menopause? It's a sign that we're getting older, that we're probably getting past our sell-by date, or at least that's how people seem to look at us. It's a time when everything looks like it's going downhill, doesn't it? But there are some good points to it, you know, the period stops, so you don't have that to worry about. So there are some good points to it. But the symptoms of the menopause, I mean, if you have a sense of humour, you've got to have a sense of humour with the menopause. Because first of all, there's the hot flushes, isn't there? Now, the hot flushes, as anyone knows, really, well, they're hilarious, aren't they? They start at the bottom of your feet and they work their way up slowly, don't they? Like a radiator slowly being turned up onto high. It gets hotter and hotter and hotter until it gets to the top of our heads. And that, ladies, is why we need to wear three sets of clothes. Now, you might be confused, but if you're going through the menopause, this will make sense. I'm not talking about wearing three sets of warm clothes, or not in summer anyway, but you need three sets of clothes because when that hot flush comes on, Oh, it doesn't just come on fast. It starts and moves up slowly. And when it does, you need to strip off at least two layers. Now, the men out there are probably thinking, well, where have all these women been all my life? And it is funny. But when you're going through it, it can be so traumatic, believe me. So you whip these two layers of clothes off and you've got your original layer underneath. But then within 10 minutes, you need to put them all back on, don't you? Because you're cold. So that's what happens with the hot flushes. And then there's the itching. Now, I've spoken to lots of women who've never experienced the itching. I call it the dreaded itch. And I'll go into that in a minute. You see, one thing that's always annoyed me is men who stand there scratching the balls when they think no one's looking. We've all seen it, haven't we? You know, where you just happen to glance over and there's a man there having a right good scratch and you think to yourself, well, go and stand round a corner, don't be scratching like that. It's disgusting. Well, when I started with the itch, the itch of doom, where did it start? Started in my groin. Now, I don't know what goes on down there with men's balls, But I know for a fact I had to scratch the itch when it started in my groin. I had to have a really good scratch to get rid of it. And until I'd got rid of it, it was really uncomfortable. But then that itch moves. And I found myself getting it in my head, on my arms, on my back, everywhere. 
And what it is, it's the estrogen level. So estrogen's the female hormone, progesterone is the male hormone. So when estrogen is leaving the body, which it does in the menopause, it reduces. What happens is the nerve endings start to react. It's a little bit like coming off drugs, I expect. And when it's leaving your body, you get that feeling that insects are crawling under your skin. That's how a lot of people dependent on drugs describe it. Well, when you're on the menopause and your hormone is reducing, you get that really annoying itch. So that's another symptom. And then there's the brain fog. You know where I'm coming from there, don't you ladies? It's the one where you can't remember a person's name, the face, the telephone number. You can't even remember your own name. And if you're lucky, you get on the right bus to come home or take the right route in your car. You can't remember a thing. The amount of times I've had somebody come up to me and go, hey Julie, I haven't seen you for ages, how are you doing? And you go, hello, how are you? And you, you just can't think who they are. You know the face, but you haven't a clue what the name is. And I've got this really good strategy now, and it's really useful. I always said, you know what? I know your first name, but I just can't think of your last name. And they usually go, oh, you know, it's Sally Smith. And then they've told you the name. I go, yeah, I know you call Sally, but it was your last name I was thinking of. But then you've got your information. You didn't know it was Sally at all. You had no idea. But it's things like that and forgetting your PIN number when you're trying to buy something with your card or trying to get cash out of a machine. You know, and you're trying to remember a phone number. It's when your brain used to be really sharp and now it's really foggy. So that's another symptom. And then there's the cloud of doom. Now there's a whole list of symptoms like creaking knees and your hair getting thinner and general feeling of having no energy, being too tired, being cold all the time. You know, it's, there's just a whole range of symptoms, but it's not all doom and gloom. It's how we approach it. But the cloud of doom was a good one. One night, it was a lovely evening, the partner says to me, do you want to go for a walk? I said, yeah, why not? So he, he said, right, I'll go and put my coat on. So he went to put his coat on, and from getting up off the sofa, this cloud of doom came over me and it was like, right, I'm gonna put you in a bad mood now for no reason. And by the time he'd got his coat on, I'd already made my mind up, I didn't want to go. So I don't want to go now, I've changed my mind. And he went, well, I've just put my coat on. I said, yeah, but I don't wanna go. So that's, that's how it is. It can affect you really, really quickly. And there's no explanation for it. And because of that, it can be really frustrating and you can cry at nothing. I mean, I find myself crying at all the most ridiculous things and I can't stop myself. And that is some of the things that the menopause brings about. Now, if you're a man living with somebody on the menopause, as I mentioned earlier, this is what's happening. So I just wanted you to kind of understand it. So the menopause, it's inescapable really. If you've got a set of ovaries, you're gonna go through the menopause. But you know, there's different aspects to it. It's not a blanket thing. It's still far from universal because culture, where we live, our geographical location, and the way we're made, our biology, they all play a part in how women manage the menopause and the stage going up to it, the perimenopause. So for many of us, it's a dreaded thing. 
But it's not always like that. I mean, how many times have we sort of asked somebody from a different culture, maybe we've got a friend from a different ethnic minority, and how many times have we asked, look, how does the menopause affect you? What did you go through? Do you experience the same things as we do? You see, in the West, as Western women, we just think we've got it the worst, don't we? And we speak to our friends and, you know, we have a good whinge between each other. But part of it, I think, part of the uncomfortableness is because we think we're losing our attractiveness. You know, we're getting older, aren't we? And, you know, not all men, and I'm not having a dig at men now here, but some men, and why not? They like to have an attractive little dolly bird on their arm, somebody that they can be proud of, a nice little trim person. And as you know, when you're on the menopause, you gain weight, you can gain weight. There's lots of changes that happen, you know. And sometimes in different cultures, men treat older women as if they were less valuable, you know, in society. But it's not the case in all areas around the world. You see, it's encouraging now to see American women, they're beginning to rediscover themselves and to realise that things that many other cultures have understood for a long time, it's that menopause can be a powerful and really profound time in our lives. It can be a time of spiritual awakening and it can represent a transformation going on within us from the old the old self, which is the one that cares for everybody and runs around doing things, to a time where we can take a step back. And that is the most powerful version of, us, of ourselves that we could ever be. A time when we get the chance to look inwards and to really connect with who we are as individuals. Now, there are different aspects and different perspectives on the menopause. One of them is the Ayurvedic view. Now, Ayurveda is a traditional, well, the most traditional form of healthcare in India. And Ayurveda views the menopause not as a disease or an illness, but as a transition period. And Ayurveda says that the menopause is a really important time in a woman's life where she has the opportunity to prioritize her health and well-being over all aspects of everything else so it's her time for looking after herself physically mentally emotionally sexually and spiritually now a piece of research was done by dr p gupta et al now i don't know whether dr gupta was a woman or a man i'm not sure but this piece of research was to ascertain the profile of menopausal women in a rural village in North India. Now, it was an interesting piece of research because a female social worker gathered data, you know, in this study during 1999 and 2001, and it involved individual interviews with women aged 35 to 55 who lived in this rural village in Chandigarh. Now, it was done through a survey from house to house. Now, there were 558 women took part and 152, that's 27.2%, they were going through the menopause. 
And what was really interesting was the average age of menopause within this rural village of Indian women was 44.1 years. Now, more than half, that's 53%, reported seven or more symptoms at menopause. And those symptoms were very similar. Now, the most, in, the most spoken about symptom, which is really surprising, was diminished vision, like losing the sight or the sight becoming worse. And that diminished vision was reported as the most common symptom at menopause. Now, the majority of the women that were interviewed, 85% actually, in fact, they admitted that menopause did impact women's health, physical health. But most of them, 95%, that's a lot, they said that menopause was socially good for women and they welcomed it. They looked forward to going through that stage because despite the fact that their eyesight might not be so good and they might have a few physical issues, they felt that it was a time that they could step back from doing all the hard work. They still worked and helped out, but on a different level, in a different role. They were now seen as the matriarch. So they would get a chance to sit back and help rather than be assigned to do the chores. Now, the interesting thing is that none of them, none of these women being interviewed, they didn't report being offered or wanting to use or ever having used hormone replacement therapy. So the research concluded that women in rural North India, they saw menopause as a real positive thing and none of them saw it as a medical illness. And that's really, really interesting when we look at the Western aspect. We can't get enough, can we? We're all rushing out for the HRT. We're getting pain relief for this and antidepressants for that. Well, in India, this, this group of women in this village they saw it as something like a transition, like a different phase of their life. Now, another group of people is the traditional shamanic women. So a common belief amongst the traditional shamanic culture, for example, Mayan women, and also the Cree women of Canada, they believe that a woman must enter menopause to be able to access their own shamanic powers of healing. So this has to be something that they go through before that can open up. And we've all heard about the, you know, the different seasons. So you've got the, the infant, the pubescent teenager, you know, the, the older person and then the crone. And they all represent different seasons. Well, the crone is always represented by the wise woman, the woman of wisdom, the woman who knows, who sees. She's finished all the running around and the, she's in the last phase of her life, but that doesn't mean we're dying because we're on the menopause. It just simply means that we've experienced life and we have wisdom. We have that wisdom to share with others. We have that wisdom to now bring back to ourselves, to lavish on ourselves, and to spend time with ourselves. And for some, we, for some women, especially in Western cultures, 
it can be a difficult time, not only because of the stuff we mentioned at first, which was mentioned with a, a kind of humour, but it can be difficult because looking inwards is something that we often try to avoid because we spend so much time running around for everybody else. We forget ourselves and when it comes to looking in, we realise what a mess we've made and it takes a while to put things right. And we know that because mental health is very high within Western culture. In fact, it's, it's the high, I think it's the top reason why people go off sick from work. So, you know, there's, there's a lot that we could put right within ourselves, but looking at ourselves is difficult in Western culture. Whereas if we look at it more as a, a transformation from one level of life to another realm of life, then it makes things a whole lot easier. So I really hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. You've been listening to The Mind Garden, the place where we expand and grow the mind, where we plant a seed, nurture it, and something beautiful grows. My name's Julie Kelly. Please like, share, and subscribe to my podcast channel. It really does help. It helps to share the knowledge, wisdom, and viewpoints to a wider audience. Please leave your comments on today's podcast. Let me know what you think. Maybe you're going through the menopause. Maybe you've been through it, or maybe you're someone that's living with someone going through it. I'd love to hear what you think. Let's work together to build happier, healthy communities.